like you just said, there are times you're going to be the villain. There's a time you're going to be the victim. There's going to be a time that you're going to be the hero. And you need to be able to identify when you're in those specific roles, because then you can make adjustments. If you don't know where you are, you're never going to figure out where you're going to go. This can't be it. There has to be more. Wait, am I crazy? No. If you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Dreamcatchers. It's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend, leaving you with the legacy you've always desired. Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dreams should be real? Matt, we're here, man. We are here, and I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I do, but I don't. So I appreciate you spending some time with me today, man. I've been working and you've been walking with me on a lot of this stuff here recently and what can i say other than ecstatic on some of the stuff i think we figured out and maybe i shouldn't say think maybe i should say no because these things are going to be impacting people in a very real way and so you know you have been kind enough to really take a deep dive into what we've been working on over the past years and building at the Myers Development Group, the stuff that we've been doing with Dreamcatchers, with the Red Pill Intensive, the Red Pill Experience, the Red Pill Accelerator, Extraction, Pow Wow at the Mountaintop, and this new venture that we're going to launch in, you know, first or second quarter of 2023, the pack. So, you know, what have you seen? What have you noticed? And then maybe we can take a pivot from there and start talking about some of the core concepts and ideas that are the linchpin to this program, this body of knowledge. So I think Maslow, what I'm learning from your process here is I think Maslow was close, right? You know, so, so you've got self-actualization at the top of this. Um, but what we're discovering and what we're, kind of peeling back and really taking a look at there are a lot of people who think they've hit self-actualization and if you look at the definition of what self-actualization is according to maslow what we're finding is there's another level man right and so this idea that there's level eight right everybody there's a lot of coaches who will get you maybe to level four or five maybe some to six but what we're finding is that there are these apex head and shoulders above everybody else who are still having some issues that a lot of people would say well Jerome, why do they have these issues? They've got everything. Okay. You said something that I wanted to key in on, and it's there being another level. I think a lot of people have decided to settle, right? They've decided that freedom is the ultimate and they give up on fulfillment. And, you know, I think Tony or one of Tony's teacher gets attributed with this concept of success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. But what is fulfillment? Like, and then why is that different than success? I've never understood that. So this new level, do you think people are settling or do you think people just don't know any better? What is that? 
I think it's both. First off, I think people settle at level four, maybe level five. You know, when they have their basic needs met, I think we've been conditioned as a society that, okay, well, we made it, right? I'm not living paycheck to paycheck anymore. You know, I've got a little bit of, you know, money in the bank. And then they realize that everything that they've been focused on so much has to do with things that they don't understand that there is more. And then maybe they have, you know, we've talked about those four things, you know, near-death experience, mental illness, financial ruin, loss of a loved one that's close to them, right? They have one of those, if not all of those things happen to them at some point in this journey. And then they realize, holy crap, this isn't it. But there hasn't really, I don't believe, a guide outside of organized religion, right, that provides anybody with any sort of roadmap, one, to find out where they are now, and then show them how to get to wherever that fulfillment is. Because I believe, Jerome, and I think you and I've talked a little bit about this, fulfillment has similar qualities for people, but they're different for people. And so meeting them where they're at and then helping them get to what fulfillment means to them I just don't think a lot of people are doing that. I don't think one, most coaches, I don't think they have the tools. Number two, man, I don't think they have the experience personally with actually getting to any level of fulfillment. On the surface, you know, they're all Instagrammy and smiley and they got the 2.5 kids and the super nice car and the watch that costs more than some people's houses. And, you know, they think that they've made it. You want to be like me because look what I have. That's not what this is about. This is not, look what I have is look who I've become. And I think that's the big difference with what this pack thing is and what you're building. So it's not look what I have, it's look at who I've become. But most people keep folks at a distance. They don't want folks in that space and they only talk about their successes. It's a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel. And the goal is to make you, I guess, rise the stock because success begets success. But I think people are craving something real for one. I think people realize, and I think COVID, I mean, I think we're going to be studying what happened during the lockdown for a really long time. I, I think people, they got off the treadmill because they were forced to get off of it and looked around and said, what am I doing? Like, this is terrible. I'm so tired of this. It's exhausting. You know, keep getting busier, but I don't keep making, I'm not making any progress. I have less time to do anything outside of, you know, sleep and work and blah, blah, blah. Right. I think people realize, I saw this funny meme when I was growing up, you know, it was always a joke. You're going to end up in a van down by the river. And now that's people's life's goal, right? To live in a van down by a river. And I think that there's a huge paradigm shift and especially generationally, like I look at my kids and they're Gen Z and they don't want the same things, right? They don't want the things. They don't want the house. They don't want the cars. They don't want that. They want to live. And I'm hoping that older people my age are going to start looking at that as a model and then what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to join the pack. They're going to want to have this experience and really hold a real mirror, right? A real mirror to see where they are. Now, one of the things that you're building that I love is this matrix of, you know, where people are on this grid, right? Can you actually talk a little bit about that and put some context around that? 
Yeah, so the 2C matrix, and I'm glad you went there because that's where I was going to take this conversation next. And so we were having this conversation about something real. So what I found with working with top performers across multiple industries is they end up being the source for everybody and everything. There are people who come to them and they just come to them to get and take. So we decided to create a two by two matrix that allows people to look at the contribution and the capacity that people have of the, and we're only asking them to put five people on it. The five people they spend the most time with. Now, some people will say, oh, well, it's my three kids, my wife and uh, my best friend from high school. That's not what we're talking about. And I think if they actually get some data, if they look at cell phone records or if they look at emails or if they look at drive time in the car, they're going to find that those aren't the people they spend the most time with. But when we look at contribution and capacity, we want to rate the folks based on whether they have a high or a low level. And this, most people will go to, oh, well, it's what I do for them. And I want them to be selfish. For some people, I'm going to call it self-care, right? Because you're thinking about yourself for once and making sure that you're taken care of. I remember young in marriage, I thought, well, if I take care of my wife, then she'll take care of me. And that was one of the biggest fallacies that I ever, it was just a false narrative. You got to make sure that you're taken care of and you got to have your standards. You got to have your expectation in order to make sure that gets done. And so back to the model, right? We're looking for high and low capacity, high and low contribution. And so we matrix it out contribution on the vertical axis, capacity or contribution on the horizontal axis. And what we want is low contribution, or I guess there's four quadrants. There's low right. contribution, low capacity, low contribution, high capacity, high contribution, high capacity, and then high capacity, low contribution. And we put people in those quadrants. You can just put an initial if you're scared, they're going to find out that you put them in a low capacity, low contribution quadrant, but we just want to put them where they are. So what does capacity mean? It means that they can help you get done what you want to get done. And there are people who don't have the ability to help you get done what you want to get done. And they should go in the low quadrant for capacity. What's contribution? This is how much they actually help you, right? There's the ability to help you. And then there's the actual helping of helping you. And so if they've got high contribution, they're going to help you a lot. If they got low contribution, they're not going to help you much. All right. So. We got that straight. So somebody who doesn't help me much and doesn't have the capacity to help me much, they're going to be in the low quadrant. The, the ideal quadrant, and I shouldn't label it that way, but I will because our listeners are pretty smart. And they are going to want people to be in the high quadrant. They're going to want people to be high capacity, high contribution. Well, be real with yourself. Yeah. Most people aren't there. Right? You and, did this though. Hold on. You did this at your last event. Yeah. And it was interesting because you know you had a sensitive enough microphone that when you asked for audience participation, what happened? They were shocked. You could hear it, everybody. There was like this gasp, this audible. It was like, oh my. And people actually said that like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. So I wanted to highlight that too. And so talk about people, our audience being intelligent because 
I want you to be honest with yourself. Sometimes intelligent people tell themselves a story that's just not true. So I need you to be brutally honest with yourself in this moment, right? I need you to be brutally honest with yourself and humor me because, you know, you just shrug your shoulders and say, oh, yeah, it's all good. I, all my people are high. I can assure you that if you have five people that you feel comfortable putting on this thing, that all of them are not going to be high. So here we go. We're going to put it out. So, all right. Who's high capacity, high contribution? Let's put them in there first, right? All right. Who is high capacity, low contribution? High capacity, low contribution. Put them in. This is going to be in the lower right side. Lower right. Low capacity or high capacity, low contribution. All right. Now we're going to go back up to the top. Who has high contribution and low capacity? Put them in. And then we're going to go back to the bottom. Right, this one is probably where the majority of your people are going to be, but maybe you're fortunate and it's not. Right, but there's going to be one or two people here for sure. Who is low capacity, low contribution? Got it. All right. Now we're actually going to assign labels to these. I didn't want to give you the labels before, right? Before you put the names in, and now we're going to give you the labels. So we're going to go the opposite direction of the way we went. So low and low. These relationships are draining. When we did this thing live, people were like, yep, you saw the head shaking. Yep. If their partner was in the room, they didn't move much. <laughs> 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 yes, the person that lives in the house with you could be a draining relationship for you. It's okay. All right, let's go high contribution, low capacity. We call these relationships uninspiring. Why are they uninspiring? Well, the person can't help you get done what you want to get done. They'll help you do what you want to do, but they can't help you figure out how to get it done. Hold on. I don't want to just say can. I want to also say will. Because they can help you, maybe, but will they help you yeah. is probably where the no comes into play. It's so powerful that you say that because sometimes we ask people to do things they just don't have the capability to do. And they're eager beavers, right? The great attitude, they're just not there. And they're not going to do the work to get there because they've decided that what they have to offer is good enough. So, all right, we got high contribution, low capacity. Those folks are inspiring. All right. Now we're going to go bottom right. Bottom right, guys, gals. We got high capacity, low contribution. This is the one where you get uncomfortable because this person can help you. They're just not. They're not. And we got to figure out why they aren't helping. We got to figure it out. Maybe you're not paying them. Maybe they don't have interest. Maybe they don't see you as somebody that's contributing to their world. Maybe they're selfish or narcissistic. Whatever it is, we need to figure it out because if they're in your top five, and they're keeping somebody else from being in your top five that's in the high capacity, high contribution. What are you going to do? We need to continually up level the folks. And, you know, I know this isn't a perfect system or the pendulum will swing smoothly, but from my perspective, the most valuable relationships are going to be the high highs. That's a mutually beneficial relationship, right? They're giving you high contribution, high capacity. The next level is going to be the folks that have high capacity, but low contribution, 
because we know they can do it. They just haven't. We just got to get them motivated and inspired to participate in the journey. From but there, you also, hold on. You also have to look at yourself in that category, that category. You got to do a hard look at yourself because if they're not doing it, if they can't or won't do it, what, what role do you play in them not being a high, high? I love that you brought this up because the reality of this situation, from my perspective, is that high achievers tell people, they teach people not to help them. There is a sense of pride in not expressing their need or want. They feel like it makes them weak or unworthy when they go down this path. Think about that for a second. How many times has somebody offered to help you and you say, oh, no, no, thanks. And you knew that they could actually help. We're not talking about the people who don't have the capacity to help, but are offering to help. We're talking about the people who can help, offer to help, but you tell them you don't need their help. How much further would you be? I mean, I personally believe it's just your ego in the way. Yeah. And that's okay if you want that to be the case. But I don't know why you would make your life harder than it already is. I mean, you're Atlas carrying the weight of the world for the majority of the people in your world. Think about that. There are people who are willing to help you carry the load and you've taught them not to. And I get it because there's a fear that they won't do it well or that they'll forget or they'll let you down. And you rather have the illusion that they're really there to support you rather than knowing that they'll follow through and they're accountable. Or we talk about relationship, which is level two in our model of a red pill, but let's go back down to level one, which is self-image. Right. And so maybe you have this self-image where you believe that people perceive you in a way that doesn't make you worthy of their support. And so instead of that, instead of giving them an opportunity to do it, you cut it off at the past because you don't want them to confirm that they feel that way. Or maybe you feel like you don't feel that good about yourself and you've decided that you're not going to go ask people that because you don't feel like you deserve it. And so between your relationship with yourself and the relationship that you have with others, I think you end up in this place where you create an environment where people come to the realization or they come to this destination of, oh yeah, they got it. They don't need anybody or anything. And then you're there by yourself on the island. Or I like the... I, the way I like to call it is the, fin, the the turtle on the fence post. Yeah. It's a nice visual, dude. Just can't go anywhere. You need help. You're hoping the water might come back in, right? And get you off the post unless somebody puts you up there. It becomes a lonely and painful existence, especially as you get older. And to be clear, the only relationships that are healthy are the ones that are mutually beneficial. The only ones that are healthy, everything else you've created something that puts people in a space where they're either learning helplessness or they're learning to just be taker. You're perpetuating that. So, I mean, 
the two C matrix, man. I mean, how do you feel? Should we go anywhere else on that one? Well, so I want to go back to the lower right. Okay. Actually, the lower right and the upper left, because I think a lot of times those are people who we have put into those positions by either not accepting the help or not realizing the help that they could possibly give us. And we, you and I just talked about this last week or the week before. But there, in order for everything, in order for anything that you want in life, you have to give up something proportionate to that want, right? And so we talk about what those are time, talents, treasures, relationships, and control. And you just hit on a bunch of those. And I know that you knew that you were doing this, but I want to highlight some of the stuff that you just did there, right? So, so let's say lower right, correct? So these people, they might not do it as well as you, which is something that drives me personally crazy because they're going to do it their way. It's not your way. It still could get the results that you want, but that's control, right? Maybe you're not giving them the time that they need. Maybe you're a leader in an organization and there's somebody who could absolutely help you get better, stronger, faster, smarter, but you're not giving them the time. Maybe, and you said this before, you're not paying them well enough, right? Maybe you're not giving enough of yourself, which is the treasure or the talents away, right? In order to make it so that you know, you are in, emboldening them. That's probably not even a word, but you know what I mean. Giving them the resources in order to be even more successful. And then what you're talking about in this entire thing is this these relationships. So looking at those five points, time, talents, treasures, relationships, and control, all of this is very fluid. And again, you have to look at yourself and how you're paying and how you're contributing to each of those, especially the lower left you know, those energy draining people, first off, you need to ask yourself, and you said this, why are they in your life at all? Maybe they have to be, right? Maybe they're, maybe they're your kids, right? Well, maybe they're somebody that you're taking care of. Maybe that it's family, but at least acknowledging where they are in this matrix is, I believe, wildly empowering. A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential but lack the strategy, support, and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. They often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue, and eventually failure. We have developed a model for a center life, aka the red pill, to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success, and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to JeromeMyers.co. Now, let's get back to the episode. It will, for sure, unless you're a glutton for punishment, change the way that you interact and engage. And it'll allow you to set boundaries so that when you engage in those relationships, you protect yourself, your energy. And it may also influence how you interact and engage with them moving forward as far as continuing the relationship or moving them out of the five and bringing somebody in to play. Because I think life is a whole lot like a basketball game, man. There are people sitting on the bench who would be thrilled to get into the game. And you're yeah. playing folks that don't get, they don't get it. They don't get it. They don't know the plays that we're running. They might be trying to play man to man and we're in zone. 
And that just makes everybody else's job harder, including you to coach, because you don't have a you don't have a shot. You don't have a chance to win at that. And so we got that 2C matrix. And then I think there's something else that's really powerful to go with this. And it's our engagement and interaction with other people. And so what we call this is a character identification matrix. And again, it's a two by two, and it looks at our actions and our motivations. And so in that, right, there's four different places you could be. Someone with low action, low motivation, someone with low motivation, high action, high motivation, low action, high motivation. And I believe that one of those low motivation and high action is usually not us ever, right? Because the human being is lazy. So that character is played by another person, usually some form of a guide, somebody who comes on the journey that's going to help us go to that next level, that next phase. Do they have a ton of motivation to get the thing done? Usually not. But will they show up and engage and be a participant, an active participant on our journey? They will because they care about us and our, right? So when we go low, that's usually when we play the victim. And I just want to be clear, everybody's a victim at some point. Something happened to me. That's you being a victim. That's okay. We have feelings. Our feelings get hurt. That's victim. What you do with that is what matters. So adjacent, or I guess it's adjacent, it's across vertical, diagonally from this low action, low motivation is the high action, high motivation. That's the hero. You're empowered. You've got a lot of reasons to get the thing done. You want to move from victim to hero. And to be clear, every hero is a victim of something. Absolutely. why they became a hero. Yep. It's why they became a hero. And you mentioned this earlier, and I don't want to gloss over it because I think we found that our apex performers, our heroes, have four things in common. They've had these life experiences, and most people don't talk about them because they're not the highlight reel, right? There's the loss of someone close to them early in life, right? Adolescence or earlier. They've been through total financial They've had some form of a near-death experience and they've experienced feelings of emptiness. And those feelings of emptiness, you hate to say it, but they contemplate whether or not they should actually continue to be here a lot of times. Mm -hmm. They're going through that. And so, but heroes, they experience a couple of these, if not all of them. For me, it's been all of them. And so I, I don't want people to think, hey, I'm the hero. I'm always the hero. I've always been the hero. I, you haven't. Again, we're having this conversation about being honest. So let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. And th what I've learned is that we can also be the villain. And this is self-sabotage, baby. You got all the motivation in the world. I want to do this. I want to grow my business to the next level. I want to make my life matter. I want to be a great parent. And then, or for me, I want to, lose weight. And then I go eat Skittles and gummy bears and chocolate and all of the things that I know are not going to help me get the result that I want. That's you being a villain because you're not taking the action. Even though you have the desire, you're not taking the action. We like to push that off on other people. And so 
during the Red Pill experience, which was the live event that you referenced, we gave out a bunch of different awards to folks. And the awards were masked, right? We have people that reach these different levels of success, and we gave them these masks. And what I found was every time we go to a new level, it's almost like we're taking off a mask. And so I wanted them to have that reminder of taking off the mask, putting it on the wall, and being real. Because that's I think that's the authenticity. I think people are so tired of being somebody else, right? And, you know, by taking off that mask, one of the things that we say all the time is when you become unapologetically yourself, you have zero competition because there isn't anybody else that's you. I want to use a, an analogy here on everything that you just said with those quadrants, right? Which with those two matrix in order to figure out where people are in your life and where you are in your life. And so I want to bring up Iron Man. So here's a perfect example. Tony Stark right? Lost his mom and dad when he was very young, falls down repeatedly by throwing himself too much into work, you know, all of these different things, the shrapnel that he has when he's got to have, you know, the power source, all of these different things, right? You look at it, but the most important thing about Tony, and I love using him as an example, but you can really interject any of your favorite superhero in this, is he doesn't always stay in the hero box. In fact, if you followed that storyline, right, he becomes the villain a couple of times with the other Avengers and with Steve Rogers, specifically Captain America, right? And so I want everybody to understand that what Jerome is talking about here in, in these matrix, people, it's a fluid matrix. Like, for instance, so so when you've got, you know, high and... um. Uh, low high, right? In the first matrix that you were talking about, there are people on that right side of the matrix that might come into the high and then they leave and they might come into the high and then they might leave. They might go back and forth left to right. You need to know where they are though, because that's where you're going to focus your energy. And you also need to see that with yourself. This is why taking off the masks and looking at your true self, what are your truths are so important in the system? Because you are going to, just like you just said, there are times you're going to be the villain. There's a time you're going to be the victim. There's going to be a time that you're going to be the hero. And you need to be able to identify when you're in those specific roles, because then you can make adjustments. If you don't know where you are, you're never going to figure out where you're going to go, which is, you know, one of the reasons why weight loss, you kind of brought that up, why the beginning of all weight loss is you step on the damn scale. But people hire coaches, Jerome, all the time. And the coach never makes them step on the scale. Yeah. They just say, okay, here, you want to go here. I can help you get here. But if the, you don't know where you are, if you don't take that red pill, if you don't try to exit the matrix, if you don't really fundamentally want to change who you are by figuring out where you are at this point, nothing else matters. <laughs> well, it's not going to change if you can't measure it. Other than you lying to yourself about what's happening. Oh, it feels like I... And then you're at the end of the road and you're like, oh, wait, but nothing's really different. Right. I wonder why. And so you pointed this out to me. I didn't think it was special, but it was like, you got to show people this. And so we've created these systems where you can take inventory of where you are. And I think everybody uses GPS in some way, shape or form at this point. Right. And so the most important input from the GPS isn't where you're going. It's where you are right now. Then you need to get, figure out where you're going. 
people forget that part because they don't have to input it. Right. Right. The phone is telling the GPS system where you are. You don't have to put that part in. That's the most important piece. It's the most important piece. And so we got to take a baseline measurement and we figured out how to measure those things. Some are more subjective than others, right? You can measure how much money you make. You can measure your net worth, right? You can measure your weight, but how you feel about yourself on a scale of one to 10 from a self-love standpoint, it's a little more subjective and it could vary day to day. But we got something. And if you don't have anything right now, it's kind of like being at sea without a compass with no land in sight. You don't know if you're going south, you know, east, west, north. You have no idea. And we believe that giving you some, giving you that compass is going to help you go to that, the place that you want to get to. You know, I had a near-death experience back on August 13th of 2005 where I left my house to go get a haircut. I, it was my first haircut in the area that I moved to. It was a very rural community. We didn't have a stoplight in our county. And I was going to go find a barbershop without using GPS. And I drove and drove and ended up not finding one, but I did find a dump truck that crossed the center line. And that's what it taught me. You're not, and so when I woke up after that, I was in the hospital, right? I was in ICU. And what that taught me was if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to like where you end up. And I know that you've had a tremendous amount of success. And let's put egos, right, to the side. And let's just have a really frank conversation about what your truth is. You've had some success. You charted your path. You may have fulfilled your childhood dream. You may have fulfilled your midlife dream. Maybe. But when's the last time you decided who you're going to be? Because if you're still running on a program that's 10 years old, I mean, got an got a iMac, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to you guys from an iMac right now. I got an update, and I feel like I get an update every other day. So if you're running a program that's 10 years old, what are we doing? Do you think there's some bugs that need to be updated? Are we running on the right program? Is it even compatible with the new things that are available? Can we take full advantage of the technology that's at our fingertips? Is the program running slower than it could be? Or are we optimal? If the answer's not one you like, better get a new program downloaded. This thing's going to freeze up. It's going to lock up and you're going to be in a space confused about why things aren't working. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of times we decide who we are in a traumatic event and we come up with these behaviors so that we can survive that environment or that experience. Dump truck's not going to cross the center line every day. I probably should be able to drive on a two lane road without swerving every time I see a vehicle coming towards me. That's probably not the behavior I need to be demonstrating as an example, personal example. But what's your truth? Put the ego to the side. Be brutally honest with me. Just one, just this one time with me or whoever's there with you. So 
Matt, we talked about the one that I think is the one that makes the biggest impact because our inputs, right, what we consume usually comes from those around us. And sometimes we create an echo chamber that just continues to give us the same thing that we already believe. I think a lot of people choose their relationships based on proximity. And so <laughs> if you use proximity and your closest friends are at the country club, well, you're going to get more of whatever the country club believes, whatever popular opinion of the country club is. But what if you had a diverse background where you're getting mirrored from a bunch of different angles and getting inputs that broaden the perspective? I don't think echo chambers are mutually beneficial. No, and a lot of the people who are who would qualify for this new level that you're rolling out are people who have the people who are in the echo chamber think that they need to be echoing in the echo chamber. You know, it's those people who are very successful and everybody around them just says yes. And you and I have actually brought up a couple of celebrities who are like this, like Dave Chappelle is a perfect example when he exited the matrix, right? He woke up one day or it was probably not black and white. But he woke up one day and realized that he was just surrounded by people who just kept telling him, yeah, you're doing a great job. And he's like, whoa, what's going Like, wait a second here. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, you know, it, it got to the point where it was so focused on there were so many people who needed him to maintain that level of success to, you know, live the life that they wanted. Right. He just was like done. And he dropped the mic and he walked away literally and figuratively. Right. And so, you know, are you somebody who sees themselves, you know, you're a leader of an organization, you're the leader of a business, you're the leader in your community, and you're just realizing that everybody around you is just blowing a bunch of sunshine in your direction. And you're asking and you want to have somebody to ask, where am I actually now? Am I actually doing a good job in having an honest conversation? And Jerome, you know this as well as anybody. There are a lot of people who aren't ready for that, who aren't ready to leave the matrix. They're not ready to exit. They're not ready to wake up like Neo did, right? But there are people who do, and there are people who are tired of that and that they really do want to actually take a good hard look at who they are and where they could potentially go. And you need to have somebody who can be in your corner and who you can borrow confidence from, yes. who you can hold on to them just for that. And you need to be okay with that for that period of time in order for you to get over the hump. And I think that's one of the things that this new offering is going to give people is that ability to hold on to you as their guide, knowing that you're going to lead them in the right direction. And they need to be cool with borrowing that sort of confidence, you being that rock in their life that they can hold on to, to weather this storm that one has already been around them and two, that they're about to realize that they've been in. So people hold on to people that shouldn't be in their lives because they're scared to be alone. People hold on to the old paradigms of the life that they've been living because they're scared to go to a new environment that will foster a new experience for them. It's hard to, it's so hard to make change in an old place. Mm. You almost need to go to a new place with new expectations in order to get that change. So Matt, I mean, I would ask the listeners six questions. 
to really dive into what their truth is about their experience. And they'll know if this is a fit for them by their answers of, to these questions. Are you madly in love with who you are and what you do? We did this exercise, so you've got the answer to this one. Are your closest relationships mutually beneficial? Are you passionate about the work and feel like you're solving a problem that is worthwhile? When you think about your health, are you proud of where you are? Is your financial position one of strength? And the final one, the one where I think we blow the most sunshine and roses? Do you feel like your life has made a true, made the true impact you desire? Do you feel like your life has made the true impact you desire? If you've answered no to more than three of these questions, and you haven't made a decision in recent time of who you're going to be, we need to talk. We need to talk. You got to be honest when you answer these questions. You don't have to tell anybody else, but I want to talk to you. If you score less than a 50 on this test, might need a tutor. This isn't baseball. We're not trying to go one for six or two for six. Right? We're field goal kickers. Can you be as close to 100% as possible? Because the game is on you, whether you want to acknowledge that or not. Like, it's fluffy, and we got all these people coming to us, and maybe that makes us feel good. And we surrounded ourselves with people who we think can't help us or we won't let help us because that might make us feel good. And we keep them at bay so they don't really get to see us. They don't get to see behind the mask we put on. Everything's okay. I'll be honest with you, your financial position doesn't matter as much as the other five. When you get to the end of the road, you may be able to say, hey, I get to pass this on to somebody else or I get to give it away. But that's kind of the end of it. I watch so many people pretend that things are good. I watch so many people wear these masks and you can just see it weighing them down. Here's the thing about masks and positioning and posturing. Anybody who's on the other side of the thing that you're pretending sees exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And so if you want to truly show up as your authentic self, and I know it's cliche, it just gets thrown around everywhere. But if you really want to be your authentic self, you just don't feel like you can or you don't know how, we should talk. How do they talk to you, dude? Yeah. This is an exclusive offer for a very small group of people. We're talking less than 12, right? And so I'm going to put a link in the show notes. It's going to be I took the red pill.co forward slash packed, P A C K, where they can go in and fill out an application. And it's going to be very similar to the questions that we forced them to consider during this conversation. 
than a few others that qualified them to be at this elite group of successful folks. And getting help doesn't mean that you aren't successful. Getting help and support doesn't mean that you're not crushing it or killing it. Getting help doesn't mean that you're inadequate in something. It means that you're ready to go to the next level and you want to get there faster. You want to get there with less pain. How and you long don't want it to take and you don't want to have to get there alone. And that's why it's a pack. You're going to be surrounding yourself with other people who are in the same situation that you are. And you're finally going to be in a group of people who understand your struggles. That's why there's a qualification component of this. It's not just anybody can join this. It's we're looking for like-minded, like-experienced people here who realize that when they look around, those people don't exist in their life. I mean, Jerome, you and I have talked a little bit about this. I'm sorry, I'm derailing you for a minute. But you and I have talked about this a lot. Is being an entrepreneur and being a very successful one is lonely as hell, man. And especially when you get to the level that we're talking about with the pack here, right? Where you have a team of people who are reporting to you and you're the face of it. You're the everything of it, right? So many people are relying on you. You know, you've probably had failed relationships with the past because you don't know how to prioritize your focus, right? But you want to start hanging out with people who get where you're at. And there aren't a lot of programs out there that are going to handpick the right people to be in these packs. There just isn't because they don't have the pre-qualification sort of system that you've built in order to tease out and to suss out the right people that are going to be this 12 or less group that are going to go on this really powerful journey that are going to allow them to start not just leaning on you for that borrowed strength, but they're going to be able to lean on other people too, who are going to have everybody rise up. And that, you get this thing. You probably get it better than I do, Matt. The folks need it, right? And the worst thing that we can do is let arrogance, ego get in the way of getting us in that space, right? And the funny part is most of the folks who are out there are like, I can't tell anybody about what I feel like I'm struggling with or why I'm not happy because they're going to tell me I got everything. Right. And there are so many other people who are in a worse position than me. How dare I? Yep. How dare I say there's something wrong? Well, I know there's something wrong. I know there is. But you can't fix it if you're not willing to admit it. You only heal what you reveal. Stop hiding. Get out the shadows. Get out the shadows. Any final thoughts, Matt? I think there have been recently a number of very high profile celebrities who everybody looks at and say, oh my God, they had everything. And then they decided that they didn't, they weren't going to be on this planet anymore. Right. That's not necessarily like, if you even have a glimpse of that, 
that you look at the world and you think that, you know, on the grand, you know, scales of life that you've won, but you still don't feel like you've won and you're feeling like you're alone and you're feeling like you actually need to surround yourself with people who we talked about in that high capacity, high motivation. If you know that's what you need in your life, you have to just take a break. You have to reach out. You have to find out how you can get involved in this. And it's not going to be for everybody, and it might not be the right time for you to be in this pack specifically, but these packs are going to keep coming. And as this program continues to get honed and we find out more and more, it's only going to continue to grow. But it has to be 12 or less group dynamics. We know that there's all sorts of social proof for that. But you need to reach out. You need to fill out the form and you need to figure out, is 2023, is this year, whatever year you're listening to the show, is this the year that I'm finally going to figure out who I want to be? The beautiful part about it is it's available. You just need the right strategy. You got to have the stamina to get through it and you got to have the right support. If you have those three things, success is inevitable. And I believe we figured out the things necessary in order for you to be able to do that successfully. Matt, thanks for so much for helping me tease this stuff out, man. It's, it's a little uncomfortable to bring this to the forefront because so many folks out there, they're just at this high level. When you start poking at them, you know, it, it makes them uncomfortable and they, they don't like it. <laughs> but if you suspend your disbelief, I know we can help. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.